When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We need to make some money. It is Canty and Carlin on Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We hit both of the first two legs of our parlay last night, but unfortunately would not were not able to hit the over and I don't know about you, but I was certainly doing more than my share of cursing out Mac Jones last night for not being able to get anything going offensively. Oh, no question about it. I mean, that was the only reason why we didn't hit the parlay last night. It's because the New England Patriots offense didn't threaten the Buffalo Bills enough. Like, that was a big problem. Now, Nick Folk missing a 48-yard field goal didn't help matters. And so, yeah, I was frustrated. I thought that game was tailor-made for us to be able to hit on one, and it didn't happen. So, a little bit disappointing, but now we have the opportunity to help our listeners make some cash going into Week 13 in the NFL and Conference Championship Weekend in college football. And we have the chance to do that by welcoming in our buddy, ESPN sports betting expert. He is Joe Fortenbaugh. By the way, congratulations, Mr. Fortenbaugh, on Amber and Joe beginning January the 3rd, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. No better spot in the world than getting the Canty and Carlin lead in. No better spot in the world. 7 to 9, you guys are going to take the billions of people around the world that listen to your fine program, and you're going to push them right into Joe and Amber, where we will inevitably scare them off. Thank you so much, fellas. (laughs) Love it. Joe and Amber, beginning January 3rd, as we said, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Okay, let's start with... The college. Let's start with tonight and the Pac-12. Uh, Utah USC rematch. We know that Utah beat them by a point earlier this year. Joe, what do we see here betting wise? I like USC as long as it's fewer than three. Sharps got involved in Utah at three. I can understand why they beat them earlier this year. Defense, Kyle Whittingham, yada, 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 yada. The handicap here is Utah at home versus Utah on the road. Those are two very different football teams. Utah at home this year, incredible. 6-0 and straight up, 5-1 and against the spread, scoring 42 points per game. But you take that team on the road, and they are very, very different. 3-3 three and three straight up, 2-4 and four against the spread, and they're scoring significantly fewer points. Those losses at Florida, blown out at UCLA, at Oregon. I know this isn't a true road game, but I think you have to factor that in. I like USC to handle their business tonight with that high-powered offense as Caleb Williams goes on to win the Heisman Trophy in a week. Joe, the team in the top four in the CFP rankings that everybody has a huge question mark by is TCU. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites against Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. What's your lean on that game, and what's your overall thoughts on TCU? 
Favorite bet is under 62 points. If I'm betting the side, I lean to TCU. I'll probably have a little bit on that by game time. And I do think they deserve everything they have coming their way. And if they get into the playoffs, best of luck. You know, we've seen this before. Really good teams coming out of the Big 12 or the Pac-12. And then they run into an SEC juggernaut and they get beat up. That happens. We saw Michigan get beat up by Georgia last year for crying out loud. Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma teams used to get beat up in in the playoff. That's what happens when you run into those teams. They're loaded with pros. So if TCU gets in a matchup with Michigan 2-3 would be very interesting there with that offense. Sonny Dykes has done an amazing job. Ultimately, I don't think they get past their first game, but I think they survive this one. They're 8-3-1 against the spread this season, fellas. The, the, the handicap here is Kansas State played them earlier in the season and had a beautiful spot. They had two weeks to get ready for the game. TCU was coming off an overtime thriller against Oklahoma State. That's the spot where you have to catch them. And they didn't. They lost by 10. Now, I know there were some injuries in that game, but I think coming into this matchup, it's going to be a very similar situation. It's going to be tight. It's going to be lower scoring. Kansas State likes to run the football. They want to grind the clock. They want to keep the TCU offense off the field. But this Horned Frogs team, man, they are un killable unkillable i've seen them in every possible scenario and they continue to find their way out so i'm not betting against it here but i really like the under 62 total points joe fortenbaugh espn betting analyst and he is of course co-host of joe and amber that begins january 3rd 7 p.m to 9 p.m eastern on espn radio all right joe of any of the other uh, of these two games whether it's the sec championship game and the big 10 championship game both of them have big spreads, Georgia by 17.5, Michigan by 16.5 over Purdue. Is there any reason to take the points in either of those two games? In terms of taking the points, I can understand why people would want to take the LSU points. With, with Georgia, they're in even if they lose. So you got to figure, what, maybe you're up 21 in this game late. You're going to keep the starters out there knowing the playoff is a few weeks away. I don't think so. Back doors wide open in that matchup. So the LSU bet, I completely understand. I, I'm going to play the over in that game. I, I think that is way too cheap at 52. It opened around 49 and a half, 50. It's been going up. I think it'll continue to do so. Georgia's going to hang a number and LSU's coming to play. And like I said, if Georgia's up big late in this game, they're going to pull the starters and garbage time numbers are going to be all over the field for LSU. And the other matchup, I'm not interested at all in taking Purdue. Purdue is like, of all these matchups, it's like the they're the uh, you know one one of these things does, is not like the other. As I stumble mm. all over myself trying to get that basic sentence out, they they, they who have they, they've done nothing this year. They they they've lost games all over the board. They've lost at home. They've lost on the road. They've lost to good teams. They've lost to lousy. They've got very little explosion on offense. They don't have a particularly great run defense. Everyone's talking about the Blake Corum injury. The backup's a hell of a football player. Five star ran for nine point five yards per carry against Ohio State last week. 220-plus yards, two touchdowns. So I think Michigan rolls in that one. Talking to Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst on Greeny. And, Joe, pivoting to the NFL, Week 13, we got an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object with the Miami Dolphins making a visit to the Bay Area against the 49ers. Uh, The spread is four points in this game. Of course, the home team being favored. Most of the cash in this matchup, ATS, is on the Dolphins. Most of the tickets, ATS, is on the 49ers. What, what, what do you see in this game? What's the play for this game? I like the Dolphins here, and that's going to burn up a lot of people in the Bay Area who used to listen to me when I was doing radio there, but I like the <laughs> Dolphins. There's, there's two factors here. There's two key factors here, and the one I'm leaning on is I understand we all love the Niner defense. Uh, every metric conceivable, they're one of the best in the business. I just want to point something out. They've played 11 games this season. Two, two, 
have come against offenses that rank in the top 12 in scoring. Two. One of them was against Seattle. They won that game. The other was at home against Kansas City, who ran them off their own field. All right, this Miami offense can move. This Miami offense can score. So that Niner defense, while they've handled all the business in front of them, I don't think they're as elite as the metrics indicate. I think the schedules put them in a nice position. Now you got Miami coming in. Here's the other handicap. What do we make of Kyle Shanahan versus his former assistant, Mike McDaniel? Because Shanahan has owned, absolutely owned, the other head coaches who come from the Mike Shanahan tree. All those guys in Washington, right? Sean McVay. Kyle mm. Shanahan has owned him. And mm. as I say that, people are driving around going, uh, McVay beat Shanahan in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, he did. But look at every other meeting. Shanahan has won almost all of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Shanahan versus Matt, Mike, Matt LaFleur, excuse me, in Green Bay. He owns them. Those guys from that tree, of which McDaniel is one because he used to coach under Kyle, have had no success against him. So that's the one holdup I have is whether or not what McDaniel's bringing to the table is something that San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan are going to be able to scout, prepare for, and counter. As of now, though, four points I think is too many with two in that offense. I'll take Miami. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. He and Amber Wilson begin Joe and Amber January 3rd, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on East, uh, Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. All right, Joe, give me some other NFL picks that you like this weekend. Two more I'll throw out at you. One, I'd play the Titans plus four and a half. This game was Philly minus seven. It's now down to four and a half for good reason. What does Philly do well? Number one rushing offense, number one in terms of first half scoring. Look at Tennessee, number one run defense, number two in the NFL in first half scoring defense. They can neutralize what Philly does great. Tennessee also wants to run the ball with Derrick Henry. Philly has struggled to defend the run. That game is going to be an absolute grind. Number two, I'd play the Steelers over the Falcons. Falcons were a great story early in the season. 6-0 and against the spread in their first six games. But since then, what have you done for me lately? 1-5 against the spread. They're not covering anymore. The market's caught up to them. They have the worst pressure rate in the NFL. If you can't pressure a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett, you're not going to be able to take advantage of the fact that you're going against a rookie quarterback. You're going to give that kid an opportunity to make some plays. And T.J. Watt on that Pittsburgh defense makes them a completely different unit than without T.J. Watt. Look at all the analytics. I think Pittsburgh handles their business, and I like Tennessee to handle business against Philadelphia. Oh, wait, wait, one more, more. I can't believe I almost forgot this one. Mm. The over in Chicago and Green Bay. Mm. All right, it was 43 and a half. That's way too cheap. It's climbing up to about 44 and a half. I think that's too cheap. Rodgers and the Packers can score on this Bears defense. They're terrible. On the other side, I think Justin Fields plays, and when he plays, that offense is cooking. The Bear team totals have been great bets this season, betting the over. In this one, the total's way too cheap. I'm playing over the 44 in that matchup. And remember, the Bears ran all over the Packers earlier this year. Joe, awesome stuff. We're excited for you and Amber Wilson. Going to be terrific beginning on January 3rd. Congrats, Joe. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, fellas. Really appreciate it. And thank you for having me on this morning. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And best of luck to everybody out there. Go get them. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst, joining us. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And, yes, Bulls season is Looming. Tune in tomorrow night. ACC Championship game presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin up next. We get into the college football playoff. What will the top four look like on Sunday? We have the answer in moments on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This weekend is Championship Weekend on ESPN Radio. It begins with the Pac-12 Championship tonight at 7 Eastern, followed by the Big 12 Championship tomorrow at noon. Finally, it's the ACC Championship tomorrow night at 7 Eastern. Championship Weekend, this weekend on ESPN Radio. And come Sunday when it's time for the rankings to come out, they're going to look a little different for the college football playoff. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Canty, as we get ready for the conference championship games this weekend, we've got Utah and USC tonight in the Pac-12. As you just heard, we'll have it here on ESPN Radio. Then you've got the Big 12 tomorrow, and that's where I think we're going to run into the problem. I, I think for USC, considering their only loss by one point came to Utah in the middle of the season, 
and they get a chance at redemption there, they could not have asked for a better scenario in the Pac-12 championship game. No, I hear you on that, Carlin, but, I mean, this is not going to be a layup for USC by no stretch. They had all kinds of problems containing Cameron Rising in that matchup they had during the regular season. I want to say it was in week seven. I mean, Cam Rising threw for over 400 yards, and you're talking about him, Carlin, having 60 yards on the ground, accounting for five total touchdowns. So he's going to be a problem for them to contain. And, and so to me, this is all about Kalen Williams trying to find a way to outplay Cameron Rising because we've seen that the coaching staff from Utah, they play to win. I mean, down the stretch in that game, it came down to whether or not they were going to try to kick the extra point and go to overtime or decide that they were going to go for two. And what ended up happening? Cam Rising ended up running in the two-point conversion. So this is going to be a really, really good matchup, and, and I don't think this is a layup by any stretch for USC. This is going to be one of those to watch. But if we're talking about the two rematches for the top four teams in the CFP rankings – I would say the one that concerns me the most is TCU against Kansas State. Yeah, that's I'm with the, you. That's the one that concerns me the most, the Big 12 matchup, because there was a stretch in there where Kansas State scored 21 unanswered points by uh, 21 unanswered points against TCU. And the fact that KSU had two turnovers in that game and TCU didn't turn the football over at all, I think that ultimately ended up being the difference. So – this second time around could be a different outcome as far as TCU potentially trying to punch their ticket to the college football playoff. I think they're the most vulnerable of all of the teams in the top four of the CFP rankings going into conference championship weekend. I totally agree. I look at Kansas State. They're ranked 10th for a reason. You know, Kansas State is pretty good. Yeah. Um, the game uh, does not work to their advantage in that the last time around, in terms of the location, the last time around – uh, when they lost at TCU, um, it's a 38-28 game. And, of course, this game is in Arlington, which is, you know, a half hour from Fort Worth. That doesn't exactly help us out there. No. But I would be surprised if Kansas State didn't come to play in this game. Uh, there are other losses. Tulane, who we know is pretty good, and and that was by a touchdown. And uh, their other loss was Texas, who's ranked in the top 25. Yeah. I, I think that this is one of those games. And granted, I have a Big 12 bias against them because I just don't think it's all that good. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think it's all that good. And this is one of those weeks where I could see a Kansas State playing the role of spoiler against TCU. I could absolutely see that. In fact, I'm predicting that to happen. And then the big question is, because to me, Canty, I think they're the only team of the top four who really could lose this weekend. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, they feel I like they're the most vulnerable. They feel like they're the most vulnerable. I will say this. That USC game is going to be interesting. I, I mean, that's... I'll be watching, yeah. I'll yeah, be locked to me, in. To me, that's the flip of a coin. But to me, TCU seems like the more vulnerable of the four CFP um you know, CFP teams. And, and, and Carlin, here's the deal. When we start talking about who belongs from a talent standpoint, TCU is not on the same level as USC, Michigan, or Georgia. They're no, just not. They're not. And so when we start trying to evaluate the committee's choice and margin for error and what the game actually has to look like, I certainly could see a scenario where um, one of those teams on the outside looking in at the top four finds their way in after this weekend. And this would be the game that I would circle and I would be watching if I played on one of those teams. 
I just don't know that I can trust TCU, although Sonny Dykes has done a great job with this team this season. Something about it seems like it's fool's gold when comparing them to the best teams in the country. Now, what am I rooting for? Anarchy. Oh, chaos, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. No, no doubt. And it can take a very simple form this weekend. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cost of your Pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Canty, if, if Michigan were to lose, it would be interesting. But if TCU and USC both lose, we're looking at Ohio State, who I think will be in it come Sunday. I think it'll be, I think Michigan's going to win. I think it'll be Georgia, Michigan, um, USC, and Ohio State. And then Alabama, if USC ever lost tonight. Can you imagine a two-loss Alabama team in there? I mean, I can, but just the idea that they were completely written off by most of us, and here they are again. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to bet against Alabama in the college football playoff. You just don't, right? Because if you're looking at the quarterbacks that are going to be involved, you can make an argument that they have the best one. So I'm with you on that front. But uh, when we start looking at TCU and Kansas State, to me it all comes down to Kendra Miller and can he basically dictate the complexion of the game. If they can hand the ball off to him and dictate the terms in which this game is played, then I think TCU ultimately does end up punching their ticket to the college football playoff, but that's what it's ultimately going to come down to, Carlin. If Michigan loses to Purdue. They're not going to lose to Purdue. I know. but just, not, That's not going to happen. Again, rooting for chaos. Enjoy the moment for a second. Just imagine if Michigan actually lost to Purdue. Are they out? Ooh. Uh, I don't know how you could put them out if they no, had beaten up on Ohio no, State at Ohio State. Yeah, I don't think they're out. I think they make it. I think they end up being the fourth team. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Boy. Georgia. Let's see this be Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> if, if it ends up being um, the, the current field, and we're yeah. talking about Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC – would you take Georgia over the field, or yes. would you take the field? I would take Georgia over the field. Same with me. I think Georgia yeah. is on another level. It's Georgia and everybody else. I agree. I think Georgia would beat Michigan by at least two touchdowns, if not three. Yeah. If not what, what, what would Georgia do to TCU? Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. That would be, that would be ugly. Yeah. Greeny, the podcast. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet 
Facebook's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Previously... On Greeny. You got to hit it. You got to win a championship in the next two or three years. Because soon enough, you're not going to be able to afford to keep all those guys. Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson and this one and that one. Can't do it. What overcomes that is that your quarterback becomes elite. So unless this guy who threw three touchdowns yesterday, you're telling me he's going to become that? I'm telling you the window just became very limited. That's Weekly Rewind brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. It was grainy earlier this week. I love to hear the Jet fan pain come out in him sometimes where all of a sudden the window for the Jets to win a championship is now. (laughs) 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 Got to go get somebody next year and yet partially not wrong on some of it no i don't agree disagree with them at all it is yeah. now because of how good that defense is we got to acknowledge this carlin the jets are just ahead of schedule oh absolutely they're ahead of schedule they didn't anticipate the young players developing as quickly as they did and being contributors did anybody see sauce Gardner being the best corner in the nfl through his first 11 games no. i didn't no absolutely not okay did we see um what has happened with their defense as a whole? Quinn and Williams, we saw that. We knew what he was capable of. He's an They're all pro. Have to pay him. Yeah, Quinn and pro. Quinn and Williams is an all pro. Yep. Yeah. And with the way that rest of the defense is constructed, they're just that good. Um, my biggest question: When the are they Jets- good enough to stop Kirk Cousins when you're playing in a one o'clock game? That's the question. <laughs> are they good enough to do it? See, I think they are. Now, okay. I, I am, I'm, while I don't expect Sauce to have a great game on Sunday, and he's matched up with Justin Jefferson most of the day, I mean, I think that's, that's a tough ask, even if he is the best corner in the league right now. Um, I don't think anybody shuts Justin Jefferson down. Or, or even really, like, do I think that Justin Jefferson could have a four-catch, 50-yard game? No, I don't expect that at all. Do you? 
I think Justin Jefferson could have a big day. They have a good yeah. scheme on offense. Kevin O'Connell does a great job of being able to scheme him open, and Kirk Cousins can put the, put the ball on him. And they've got other guys that can make plays too. Let's not forget about Adam Thielen and TJ Hawkinson. Those yep. guys are good players too. And then Dalvin Cook is always a problem in the passing game as well. So it's going to be all hands on deck when it comes to this Jets pass defense trying to slow down Minnesota. What I'm really curious about is – can Mike White take advantage of a bad team against the pass? And that's what the Vikings are. They are not a good pass defense team. And so is the consistency like actually possible for Mike White? Or is he just a guy that every once in a while is going to throw a big one out there and he's going to tease you, but then he's going to get back to being what, frankly, the Jets thought he was. I, I continue to bring this up. But I think it bears repeating for everybody that expects Mike White to be amazing the rest of the season. At the beginning of the year, the Jets thought that Joe Flacco gave them a better chance to win in those first few games than Mike White did. They thought that Joe Flacco, and then they realized after those few games that Joe Flacco's done. <laughs> so now he's an emergency. Well, actually, he's the backup this week, technically, but he's really in case of emergency, break glass, Chris. It, it, does Mike? Does the clock strike midnight on Mike White here? I don't know, Carlin. It's hard to say, but what I can talk about are the facts, which is Mike White in five NFL games has multiple turnovers in three of them. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of who he is. Now, can he shake that because the Jets have a better supporting cast in the skill position core? Potentially, but one of the things that this Minnesota Vikings defense does do well, Carlin, is take away the football. The Minnesota Vikings are fifth in the National Football League in takeaways. So that's one of the things to watch, and we got to also keep in mind this. They ain't taking the football away the last two games. Mm -hmm. And in their previous nine games, they have taken away the football. So something to consider as we're evaluating this, this matchup, can Mike White protect the football? Remains to be seen. That's a huge question. Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith, we know they're going to put pressure on the quarterback. Can Mike White protect the ball when he's under duress? That's something that we have to watch. That's going to determine, but it's going to go a long ways into determining who wins this matchup. Canty and Carlin in for Greedy on ESPN Radio, coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. Canty, the Giants and Commanders this weekend, what I'm really fascinated by is Washington and their ability to stop the run against the Giants and their inability over the last few games to run the football uh, as consistently as they had in the first seven, eight games of the year. How much of it has to do with what we saw uh, with the injuries up front with the Giants and how much of it has to do with the usage of Saquon Barkley, which is higher than any NFL back in the league? Well, yeah, you're worried about Saquon being worn down. But the one thing that I will say is this Washington defense can be had with the running back as a receiver out of the backfield. No defense has given up more touchdowns to running backs catching the ball out of the backfield than the commander's defense. So Saquon Barkley can pose a matchup problem for that commander's defense by being able to do that. It's about how Brian Daybowl schemes it. But the other thing that we have to watch with the New York Giants is is making sure that they feed Saquon Barkley and get him more touches. In three 
of their last four games, which they have lost, Saquon has been held under 60 yards rushing. Carlin, that has to change. They've got to find a way to get some mileage out of the run game. Now, I know that Dallas Cowboys game had a lot to do with injuries. You didn't have Evan Neal available to you. No Shane Lemieux. You also had Daniel Bellinger out of the game. They should be getting a lot of those guys back. So that will make a difference. They, they were down seven starters from the week before against the Detroit Lions going into that Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game. So I'm anticipating that we see a different version of the New York Giants against the Washington Commanders. And I do believe the Giants are a well-coached team. It's hard for well-coached teams to lose multiple games in a row and not come out with a different sense of urgency. So I'm anticipating that we'll see that against the Commanders. And, Carlin, based on the seven-game stretch that we've seen from the Commanders, could they possibly play any better? They've won six of their last seven games. So I'm wondering if this is a spot where they can fall flat, knowing that the Giants have had, you know, a few extra days to prepare prepare than the Commanders have had. So I I think this could be an opportunity where the New York Giants get back on track. Now, look, the Commanders uh, are in the mix because they have beaten bad teams. The one game that you can point to and say, wow, that's impressive, was the win over Philadelphia. Yeah. But other than that, the six six out of seven is, is Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, uh, Houston, Atlanta, it's these teams that are just not very good. Yeah. And, Carlin, you could be talking about a team that's looking ahead to their bye week, right? Mm. They've been playing a lot of football. The commanders have their bye week in week 14. That's a really late bye. So maybe guys are like, hey, man, my body's beat up. I want a little bit of a break. So it's one of those things where you, you could get caught slipping in this spot against a desperate Giants team. Because let's be honest. The Giants have to get a win to stay in contention for one of those wild card spots. Because if they don't, then they're not in control of their own destiny. They have to rely on help in order to get into the tournament. And we had to recalibrate the expectations for the Giants after the first two months of the season. I don't want to hear about this being a good season because you're playing relevant football in December. The Giants, after getting out to, what was it, a 7-2 and two start, mm-hmm. should absolutely be a playoff team. They need to win this game in order to give themselves the best chance to win the win and get in. Right now, Carlin, it, their playoff chances are 59%. If they lose on Sunday, it goes to 40%. If they win on Sunday, it goes to 79%. So that makes a huge difference in terms of being able to win, uh, win a divisional game. That's the other part of this, Carlin, that we got to talk about. Divisional opponent at home in December. Those mm-hmm. are got to have a games. Absolutely. Big Blue's got to step up and get this one done. And remember, the the odds are the same for the Commanders, that they go over 75% to make the playoffs if they win, and they drop below 50% if they lose this game. So they're in an equally tight spot. A, A minute here on Deshaun Watson going to Houston for his first game back. What is fair to expect from Watson this weekend? Well, Carlin, I think it's fair to expect that Deshaun Watson is going to have a significant impact on this game. you got to remember, no Derek Stingley Jr. for the Houston Texans. That's their top cover guy. Amari Cooper has been a big-time impact player the last several weeks. So I would anticipate that Kevin Stefanski is going to dial up some shots to take advantage of his shiny new toy. That's what I see, being able to move the launch point, get Deshaun Watson out on the edge of the defense, give him a couple of reads, half-field reads, And if it's not there, give him the opportunity to take off with his legs. You couple that with the run game that they have with Nick Chubb, I just feel like this is an opportunity for the Cleveland Browns to roll. And I do think Deshaun Watson does get in on the act. We do see 
some splash plays from Deshaun. Maybe not one of those games where it's vintage Deshaun Watson, but he absolutely goes out there and makes a statement to the Houston Texans and that fan base based on how things ended down there. Okay. It is what America waits for each and every week. Who you got? Hit it. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? And we bring in the great Bubba, also known as Bubs on this show. Uh, Bubba has who you got. We have all been waiting for it. Let's go. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger, and we'll start, as we always do, with the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, and Freddie and Fitzsimmons are leading the way, Greeny in second place, KJM in third, and then there you guys are, under 500 in fourth place. Wow, that's embarrassing. We that are is climbing sad our way back for up. you guys. We are climbing our way back up. We are 2-1 and one in each of the last two weeks. Whatever you know what's, emba- you you know what's embarrassing, Bubba? You still think the Dallas Cowboys can win a championship. Oh. That's embarrassing. Oh. That's embarrassing. Oh, we oh. can't? That's embarrassing. We can, and we will. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, Keep up alive, Bubba. Keep up alive. Anyway, Still hanging on to 95. Great year. <laughs> Let's start with the Chiefs and Bengals, all right? This one is Kansas City minus two. Who you got here? Listen, this is obviously an interesting game because Kansas City has lost to Cincinnati each of the last two games, week 17 last year, and then, of course, the championship game. The, the Chiefs, two-point favorites. Can't he, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm kind of leaning Cincinnati here. What do you think? No, I'm with you. I, I think the Bengals have the secret sauce as to how to slow down Pat Mahomes in that chief offense. If you look at their matchup in the AFC Championship game, their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, lined up in shell coverage 61% of the time. For those of you out there that don't know what shell coverage is, it's two high safeties. And they played a lot of zone and they took away big plays. The result in the second half of that AFC Championship game was Pat Mahomes throwing two picks and being held to a 26.8 QBR against zone for the entirety of the game. This Chiefs offense is a big play outfit. Nobody has more 20-plus yard plays in the National Football League than the Chiefs. The Bengals starve the Chiefs offense from the big plays, and that's why I think the Bengals have a chance to go into Arrowhead and get the win. Oh, by the way, there's a guy by the name of Jamar Chase. Not sure if you heard of him. He's going to be back this week. Okay, we're going to put the kiss of death on that one. Hashtag KOD. It's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right. All right. Yeah, Greeny going with the Chiefs on that one. Next one, Dolphins at 49ers. This one is San Francisco minus four. Who you got here? I'm leaning 49ers here, but that's just my hatred speaking. Canty, why don't you give us actual analysis? No, I'm leaning 49ers <laughs> too, and I can't help but – Think about what Joe Fortenbaugh told us earlier in the show, which is Kyle Shanahan owning his former assistants, anybody off of that Mike Shanahan coaching tree. He owns Sean McVay. He owns Matt LaFleur. Why would we think it's any different going up against Mike McDaniel? I I, I just don't see how that's the case. And, oh, by the way, Kyle Shanahan does have the best defense in the National Football League. Even if that defense got gaudy numbers by playing against inferior offenses, it's still really, really talented with all pro players on all three levels. And then you couple that with all of the shiny toys that Kyle Shanahan has at his disposal. Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. I think it could be a long day for that Miami Dolphins defense. So when you're asking me, do I trust 
the 49ers to be able to match points with the Dolphins? I do. Do I trust Kyle Shanahan more than Mike McDaniel? I do. That's why I give the edge to the 49ers, and I don't have a problem laying the four points. But Mike McDaniel makes cute little jokes to Tua during breaks, so we should pick the Dolphins. That's nice. Uh, Up next, how about Tennessee, Philadelphia, Bubba? Yeah, Greeny went with the San Francisco on that one as well. And, yeah, last one, Tennessee, Philadelphia. Philadelphia minus five. Who you got here? I'm leaning Eagles here. And, listen, I understand that Tennessee can run the ball. I understand that the Eagles have struggled with the run at times this year. The Eagles are just a better team, and this game is in Philadelphia. I, I This is a game where I see the Eagles winning by a touchdown. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. Uh, I mean, running the ball is all well and good if you're the Tennessee Titans, but it's almost like the Golden State Warriors effect. Maybe not this year's Golden State Warriors, but last year's Golden State Warriors. You can take all of the twos, we'll take all of the threes, and we'll see how it ends up. I I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair from the Philadelphia Eagles. Why? Because the Tennessee Titans have the second-to-last worst passing offense, I mean, pass defense in the National Football League. They're, they're 31st in pass defense in the NFL. They're 31st. It's okay. absolutely awful. And, oh, by the way, there's a guy by A.J. Brown that the Tennessee Titans traded because they didn't want to pay. Well, they traded him to the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel like A.J. Brown has a huge day against the Tennessee Titans. The one thing that's the saving grace for that Titans defense against the pass is that they could rely on the rush to get after opposing quarterbacks. But they're going up against – what a lot of people think is the best offensive line in all of football. I think they keep Jalen Hurts relatively clean, and I think Jalen Hurts delivers the football down the field with accuracy to all of his playmakers. So I think this is going to be a big-time statement made by the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's going to come on the right arm of Jalen Hurts. All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by, and we'll see if you guys can make a statement and get out of fourth place and under 500. It would be Sad. nice, but I tell you what, Canty just absolutely destroyed who you got. He just killed you, Bubba. I think it was personal. Yeah, it, it kind of was. Maybe it was the whole cowboy thing, but I mean, you just on and on with the analysis. Great analysis. Amazing. But you, you destroyed Bubba's segment. He's probably going to hang on to that one, you know. Sorry. We're going to pay for that down the line. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.